Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. Taekwondo Life Magazine is a member of the Believe Sports Network. Believe is the number one sports and podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? My name is Mark Sirianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don Black Belt, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. Can't get enough of the Karate Kid. Can't get enough of Cobra Kai. Are you longing for the wisdom and the sentimentality of Mr. Miyagi? Well, there's a great new film out, a documentary film, which we talk about today, called More Than Miyagi, the Pat Morita story. So while you are waiting for season four to come out, while you are re-watching seasons one, two, and three, it is a great opportunity to go back and take a look at the life of this beloved and iconic Japanese-American stand-up comedian, television and film actor, Pat Morita, told through archival footage and sentimental interviews from people who really knew him, including the cast of Cobra Kai. I think you'll really enjoy it. You can check out our podcast everywhere that podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course, Believe.com. Also, you can look for the new edition, 2021 edition, January, February of Taekwondo Life magazine in print and digital. You can check out and look for that everywhere that magazines are sold or on our website. And the cover story is 2020's Year in Review, Taekwondo, and the coronavirus pandemic. We look at, through a series of articles, how the Taekwondo community has dealt with this unprecedented time and challenging time for our practitioners, for our competitors, and for our students and school owners. Look for us, www.tkdlifemagazine.com. Thank you. Enjoy the program. It is clear after the release last week of the new season of Cobra Kai on Netflix that we are in a world of martial arts entertainment where Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid legacy reign supreme. All these years after the original 1984 Karate Kid, a whole new generation of people together with their parents who enjoyed the original, are talking about the characters and the essence of the Karate Kid. We've done several programs and articles on this phenomena. We wrote our first article, Is Cobra Kai Worth Watching? And then last week with the release and the drop of season three on Netflix, we did a story on and a little review on, on this season. One of the things that we talked about in Is Cobra Kai Worth Watching? was the fact that we were unsure going into Cobra Kai 
whether or not it could be a success to have a Karate Kid vehicle that didn't star and center around Pat Morita's iconic character, Mr. Miyagi. Now, one of the things that we wrote about was how, despite our belief that the project could never fulfill the promise of the original Karate Kid without Pat Morita's presence and the participation of Mr. Miyagi, which of course was impossible with Pat Morita having passed away a decade ago. One of the strengths of Cobra Kai is that Pat Morita and Mr. Miyagi loom large in the respect that the show has for him, in the fabric of the show, in the philosophy of the show, in the script of the show. Now that's not done with somebody playing the character or it's not done with some sort of false homage, they pay tribute to the fact that it's an older time, Mr. Miyagi has passed, and in fact, there are times, I think quite poignantly, when Ralph Macchio's character, of course, Daniel LaRusso, pines for and longs for the wisdom and the sage advice of this beloved character. So here we are faced in between seasons three and what we have heard is going to be season four of Cobra Kai. And if you are longing for more Karate Kid and Karate Kid content, uh, a recommendation I have for you is a film that we had the opportunity to screen this week, which will be coming out to all of the streaming services, iTunes, uh, Google Play on February 5th. And that is a film called More Than Miyagi, which is, as you might think, a documentary about Pat Morita. It is subtitled The Pat Morita Story. So it is exactly as the title would indicate, a biography of Pat Morita, but it is much, much more than that. This film uh, is the project, and I think it would be fair to say the passion project of Kevin Derrick, who provided us with the screening copy. Kevin is the director of the film, the producer and writer of the film, and has a long and storied relationship with Pat Morita and the entire Karate Kid project. In 2016, we had the pleasure, when the magazine was brand new, to review Kevin's project, The Real Miyagi. And The Real Miyagi, and you can find the review on on our website, was a beautiful documentary the legend Fumio Demura, who had the opportunity to play and do all of the martial arts stunt work for Pat Morita in the original Karate Kid. Now, that film is not primarily, even though it's called The Real Miyagi, it's not only about Karate Kid, it's not only about Fumio Demura's relationship with Pat Morita, it's about Fumio Demura's life, and I'm probably saying it right, it's probably Fumio Demora, so I do apologize. But that is a well-crafted documentary. It has a lot of great interviews. Chuck Norris, Steven Seagal, Michael Jai Wright, uh, Dolph Lundgren. And it talks a lot about, in that film, it touches on the difference between Fumio Demora's real life and Pat Morita's real life. But we just touched the surface of that topic in that film. So here we are years later. And this film takes a deep dive into the life of the real gentleman who played Mr. Miyagi, the very beloved Pat Morita. It's a great film. It's in a similar style, documentary style, that uh, 
Kevin Derrick uh, has become noted for, and that is a balance of archival footage, uh, footage taken much of it from because of the cooperation of Pat Morita's um, third wife, who was his wife when he passed away, Evelyn Guerrera, who or Evelyn Guerrera Morita, who clearly, clearly was in love with Pat Morita and provided a tremendous amount of archival footage, home movies, and behind-the-scenes look at some of the personal effects of Pat Morita. That combined with terrific interviews from today with people who seemed to gladly participate in a project for somebody that they loved, uh, Ralph Macchio, William Zabka, Martin Cove, all from Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, from Happy Days, of course, Henry Winkler, Donnie Most, the cast of uh, Marion Ross, as well as other folks who knew Pat very well. Terrific, poignant, insightful uh, interview with the great Tommy Chung, comedian, one half of the Cheech and Chong franchise, and a good friend of Pat Marina. The movie takes a good look at and spends a decent amount of time on his role as Mr. Miyagi, on his role in the Karate Kid and the Karate Kid films and the Karate Kid franchise. But it also takes a look at other significant issues. It takes a look at the life of a Japanese-American growing up and who was born around World War II, having to deal with the issues of Japanese internment camps, having to deal with post-World War II, particularly on the West Coast where Japanese were more prevalent, discrimination against Japanese-Americans in the post-war era. Uh, Very, very striking in looking at that in terms of today's world that we live in. A look at sickness as Morita was a very sick child. A look at Asian-American culture and assimilation. A look at the development of Asian-Americans, even to this day, in cinema and television. Uh, it's very interesting to note in the, in the early films and the early projects that uh, Morita worked on that there was a complete lack of consideration or concern for whether or not a person was Japanese, Chinese, Korean. They were all lumped into the same group. And at the time, for Morita, who actually was extremely groundbreaking to use his comedic skills and his character acting skills to break into some of the films because so many of the films, even great films at the time, did not star Asian actors, even in Asian roles, but starred with Caucasian actors dressed up as Asians, something that today is just just mind-blowing, but you have to take into consideration the times, the ignorance, the lack of availability of Asian actors. Uh, The film talks a little bit and features Mickey Rooney in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, playing um, someone Chinese in a very caricatured way as well as a a great and serious film based on the John Steinbeck novel, The Pearl. That transition to using Asian actors, but using them incorrectly, having a guy like Ralph, a guy like Pat Morita, play a caricature of a Chinese individual, leading to the development and seeing Pat Morita have the opportunity to star in his own television series later on, having the opportunity to play this iconic character that really won the hearts and minds of people all over the world 
is really an interesting look at the development of Asian American in U.S. cinema. There's an interesting thread that ties through the film, which is one of the reasons why I think the essence of Pat Morita and Mr. Miyagi are one and the same, is that everyone, despite his flaws, despite his faults, despite his alcoholism, despite any issues that people may have had, everyone seems to concur that Pat Morita was a gentleman and a kind and decent and loving individual. And he had an infectious personality that seemed to make people really like him. That is very, very true and comes through in the essence of Mr. Miyagi. It's interesting. uh, One of the things that we have been a common theme that we have talked about in this program and the magazine from day one has been in martial arts cinema, the development of and the elevation through people like Scott Atkins and Jesse V. Johnson and Amy Johnston, uh, the elevation of martial arts filmmaking and the elevation of fight scenes where we move away from having great actors who have zero martial arts skills, have zero training, and simply throw in poor-looking stunt doubles and shaky cam to film the scenes. In watching this film, in considering that conversation, I was wondering whether or not, in light of the fact that Pat Morita had no martial arts experience, whether or not there would have been a greater reconsideration to cast Pat Morita as Mr. Miyagi if the movie was made today. Well, look at the remake of the film. Certainly more appropriate to have someone like Jackie Chan playing the Miyagi role in the Karate Kid remake that Will Smith did with Jackie Chan than to have Pat Morita playing Mr. Miyagi where there are fight scenes and where there is significant martial arts content when he has literally no martial arts experience. And again, we go back to Asian stereotypes, right? Pat Morita was a Japanese-American, so we assume he must, uh, he must know Japanese arts, he must know karate, he must know something. We assume he must be, he must speak Japanese, neither of which was true. He barely spoke Japanese, he was American-born, and he didn't know martial arts at all. Now, again, we go to the real Miyagi, and Fumio Demura, Fumio Demura did a terrific job of stunting him. I think most people, uh, they kept it a secret. Uh, Nobody was allowed to speak about it for years. And I think most people assumed that Pat Morita, because the film was really well made, Pat Morita did all of his own martial arts scenes and martial arts stunt scenes. But he did not. That was the work of Pat Johnson, um, contemporary to Bruce Lee, who played the referee at the Old Valley Martial Arts Tournament in number one, who did a lot of the stunt coordinating and worked with Fumio Demora. But it also raised other issues for me, issues for me relating to martial arts, which is that we always like to say that martial arts is more than kicking and punching, that it is about the way, the do, right? Um, Miyagi do, Taekwondo, the way. And we always like to say that our love of traditional martial arts is because it's more than that. Well, this that movie maybe proves that in a sense, in that Pat Morita didn't know martial arts. He didn't know anything about kicking and punching. But yet he embodied the character because of the fact 
that he was able to make people believe that he lived the way. He lived a life that embodied the way. His pearls of wisdom, his demeanor, his ability to communicate, his ability to use the martial arts for defense, not for offense, all helped to create this iconic character which was interwoven. And I think that more than Miyagi is good filmmaking. It's a good film. And if you are a student and a lover of The Karate Kid, you will enjoy it. And it is a great companion piece to both The Karate Kid and the real Miyagi. Because I think that one of the things that you come to understand is that while Pat Morita had a long and storied history, he was beloved in Happy Days, he had a great career as a stand-up comedian. He did numbers of things in his life. But he will always be associated with Mr. Miyagi. And Mr. Miyagi and the Karate Kid will always be associated with Pat Morita. If you have a chance to check this film out, I, I suggest it. It's, it's Like I said, it has a lot of heavy subjects, but it doesn't handle it in a heavy way. It is polished documentary filmmaking and... It is certainly educational. It'll be available on February 5th on Amazon, Apple, Google Play, and Vudu. You can check out our written review of the film online at taekwondolifemagazine.com. And we look forward to hearing your feedback and your thoughts on the film if you see it. On another note, as I said earlier in the intro, the first quarter issue of Taekwondo Life Magazine uh, 2021 edition is out. The cover story, Taekwondo in the Age of the Coronavirus. You can get that at our website, tkdlifemagazine.com. If you go to the section on current and back issues, you can order either the digital or the print version of that. We'd love to hear your feedback. We covered a lot of different stories about the impact of the 2020 coronavirus pandemic on the martial arts community and martial arts training, plus so much more. As always, news from the Kukiwan, news from USAT, movie reviews, um, and, and other stories. I look forward to speaking to you, and as always, I look forward to seeing you on the mat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.